Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello, world. The future is female. Today, I'm joined by Sharanya, who is a good friend of mine and a person that I've met. I guess I met you five years ago, I guess. Really? It Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Freshman year. Yeah, so like three, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm just really excited to have you on. So thanks so much, Rania, for taking the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. So for those who don't who don't know, we actually met in a STEM math extracurricular. And so I was curious as to like how your STEM journey really started and what really sparked your interest in math and science. Yeah, well, I feel like I've loved math for a very long time, and I think it's just because um, it's so logical, you know, there's always a solution that you can get to that makes sense, and I really liked having that certainty, Um, and I like how there's many ways to, you know, get to the answer that you're looking for, you know, there's not just, like, one way to get there, Um, multiple paths, like, converge to the same answer, so I've always thought that was really cool, and then also, like, how applicable math can be to the real world you know like how it connects to science and like math is like the foundation of every single science so I really have always loved that yeah that's really interesting I know because the reason I asked because obviously we've been doing this math circle for all these years but Mm -hmm. I just never knew how any of our friends got into it or like why um, they became interested so that's an interesting answer Mm -hmm. could you tell us a little bit more if there was a moment or experience that really solidified your passion for math outreach and I know you obviously teach competition math and all that Mm -hmm. um okay well as silly as this sounds I think it was like hour of code and doing that in like elementary and middle school because I feel like all of us did that yes (laughs) (laughs) and I would always do the one with like the frozen theme and Mm -hmm. you know like dragging the blocks like Mike Elsa draw a snowflake and it was also um exciting like I was like oh my god I can do so much with like just a couple of like blocks and you know that led to learning how to program and learning how to program that's like doing competitions and math competitions programming competitions all of that right and I kind of like wanted other people other younger students to, like experience that same moment that I did and so that was kind of what led me to teach math and programming and stuff like that um for our math circle because I kind of want them to have the same moment of realizing um that they love how to they, they love programming and they love doing math and all of that yeah I know like obviously a big thing with math is that it's a very complex subject and I think the mm-hmm. higher you go the more confused you're gonna get just because things <laughs> are starting to become more and more abstract and we're straying away from numbers and we're just mm-hmm. basically learning symbols to present <laughs> these concepts Um, And I obviously know that you're doing math research and competition math and um, and you've kind of really delved into this higher level of math education that a lot of people don't really go towards. Could you kind of tell us a little bit more about where your discipline or motivation to really excel in this field kind of comes from or what specific areas of math you're interested in? Yeah, so um, I think. So math competitions, when I do them, sometimes I get like a really challenging problem that I maybe don't know how to do, or I spend a lot of time on it thinking I know how to do it, and then I don't know how to do it, or I do it and I get the wrong answer. So it's like a very uh, iterative process, right? But I feel like the satisfaction 
of like finally getting to that right answer um is very fulfilling or when you come up with like a solution that wasn't so obvious initially and and you're like oh my god you can use this concept to fly to here and it's like it all comes together so well um so I think getting to an answer or finding a solution like that's just so satisfying that I think that really drives me to do more math competitions um and as for my favorite area of math I would probably have to say either algebra um because we love algebra and number three <laughs> oh yeah algebra is actually my favorite um yeah I think combinatorics is not my favorite <laughs> <laughs> understandable <laughs> um but yeah I haven't really explored number three so you're gonna have to up me, update me on that yeah I know that obviously you're experienced with competition math like we just talked about what's one important lesson that you've learned that really extends beyond the math that you learn in the classroom and yeah how your competition almost mindset or skills kind of influence that um well I think the fact that there's always something to learn from each problem that you do um because in school right you like do the same exercises over and over again and they're kind of like the same process over and over again but with competition problems each one is kind of different right even like last year's competition is going to be different from the problems on this year's and so on so I think um even whether it's like a math competition problem or like a real life pro problem that you're trying to solve um even if you like get the wrong answer initially or you like don't know how to do something um it's always helped me discover like the areas where I have some room to maybe grow. Um, and then as I work on those areas, I improve. So I feel like that's a lesson that I've learned from math competitions that maybe wasn't so obvious from not doing them. Why do you think it's important to really teach kids to not give up in math or why it's important to help them persist even if things get challenging? Yeah, I mean, I feel like so many people... Um, just view math as something like you said that's so like abstract and difficult and um a lot of people have this idea of like a math person or they're like oh I'm not a math person like I shouldn't be doing math um and I think that like happens a lot of the time a lot of the time when um they get to a problem that they can't solve or math gets really hard and they start you know giving up and I think it's important to like prevent that because um a lot of people think they don't like math until they get to that like one area or like that one math puzzle you know that kind of brings them back into it so I feel like encouraging people to not have that mindset of oh this is not for me this is not something I can do is super important so that we can um encourage them like from a young age if they learn to not give up on a problem that they can't solve or to take what they can learn from each problem even if they weren't able to solve it um I think that helps people you know persist with doing math yeah and I think there's also something to say about like if you learn how to persist in like the math itself like I know a lot of people are like oh I'm never going to be a mathematician so why do I have to struggle in this class where yeah. I can just kind of have fun in, in the English class <laughs> but I think it's not necessarily about the math it's about the mindset that math teaches mm -hmm. and um yeah I think everyone at least in our math circle that we work with kind of has this ability to address problems very critically and also collaboratively and I think that is something that 
has to be related to our ability or interest in solving math problems. And I think that has really created a community for us. So it's definitely don't quit math kids. It's useful. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So I kind of want to transition to your research. So I know that it's a big part of STEM, obviously, and especially if you go into like college level or pursue math as a career, contributing to information in some way is almost expected, I think. Could you kind of share your journey or experience with research projects and how they've really influenced your educational journey? Yeah, well, um, Isabella and I do research together. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, we're basically using math to kind of like model cell signaling in the lungs when there's not a lot of oxygen or blood flow. And I feel like the experience has just been so rewarding. It's my first like actual true like research project where I'm contributing something new to the literature. And I think getting to use math to make a real life impact has been really fun. Um, And it's not something that I've ever gotten to do before. I think I've learned a lot about mathematical modeling and like using computer science in conjunction with math um, and biology to um, through our project. And I think it's also motivated me to um, pursue research early on in college as soon as I can. Yes, no, I think that's a great point as well, because it, again, like this is actually my first mentored project. And I mm-hmm. think it's entirely different than the math that we do in school. Yeah. In fact, I feel like the math is very limited and it's more <laughs> so on our ability to grapple with different concepts that are in research, like understand, like have this basic foundation in math that has allowed us to be creative and kind of, um, I guess it's, a, I suppose it's a lot of writing and coding and experimentation. So mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely think if you think you're not interested in math, maybe just try a different part of it because there are a lot of different aspects um, that kind of involve a solid foundation in it. Yeah. Could you kind of share a challenging moment or obstacle that you've encountered in your STEM pursuits and almost how you've overcome it or you're still working towards that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like imposter syndrome is something that a lot of um, women in STEM tend to face. And I have definitely also faced it. Um, some of the math competition like classes that I've attended um, or even like math competitions themselves um, I was like one of the only girls in the room and that has been a challenge because you know feeling like you don't belong is never fun Um, but I think I realized that a lot of us are in the same boat right and it's kind of up to us to like build a community of um, within STEM to like kind of support each other and build each other up and I think it's part of the reason why I'm so involved in like math outreach and stuff like that um because I kind of want to encourage younger girls to pursue their passion for math from an early age and to not give up just because um they don't see a lot of people who look like them in the field no I think that was a perfect answer I have no comment to add to that (laughs) um Yeah, I think it's, well, I guess I have a lot of comments now. Um, I think it is important to have someone who looks like you or has done a similar path that you want to do because I think that's not to say that like if no one has ever done what you wanted to do, like it's impossible. But I also think that if someone has done something or achieved a goal that you've been looking at, it's a lot easier to visualize yourself in that position or doing something even um, more building on that. So yeah, I definitely think that is an important point to touch on. 
As a dedicated STEM student, what are your long-term goals or aspirations in this field? Because obviously I'm pretty sure that you're going to pursue math or some sort of STEM in the future. And mm-hmm. how do you kind of plan to make an impact with that? Um. Well, you are correct about me wanting to study STEM. I want to study math and computer science in college. And I eventually want to get my PhD so I can be a doctor. <laughs> um, and I know there's a lot of paths I could potentially take, and I haven't decided on like one particular path yet. But I think um, I do want to pursue like a career in scientific research because, you know, I want to make new discoveries and um, contribute to the field in a way like that leaves an impact. So I think I really want to do that. And if I do ever go into industry, then I would want to do like the math and computer science side of like space exploration, like NASA, Um, because I think space is so cool and we know nothing about it. So (laughs) I literally had no idea that this was your future goals. Like this is like, if okay, the podcast is only audio, but if you guys are seeing my face right now, it's pure shock. Like, I didn't realize, like, that is so cool. Like, I can't express how interesting that is. Um, oh, my gosh. So you don't want to get an MD. You want to get a PhD and do and pursue research. Yes. So mm-hmm. literally, you're doing, like, what you want to do. I know. It's so cool. Wow. What made you interested in space? Um. Well, <laughs> I kind of read – I was that kid who, like, read a lot of, like, space oh, books right. like, in, like, elementary for those who don't, who For those who don't know, Sharnia is an avid reader. <laughs> Yes. And um, my favorite planet is Saturn. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah. I I like Mercury for whatever that's worth. What? Mercury. That's my favorite. It's a good choice. Yeah. I can respect it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in pursuing math or kind of wants to get this taste of what their potential future could look like, but they don't really know what they can do outside of school? Yeah, so I think um, you should definitely like embrace your passions and find just look for opportunities that are available wherever you are and um, like ask people at school who maybe um, have the same interests as you and ask them like what they're doing to kind of um, further those interests outside of school or like um, connecting with teachers or people in the community who know about that field and know what's out there for them. Um, researching online, just like finding whatever you can, because I feel like what whether that's like outreach or research or doing competitions, I just feel like every experience builds on each other. And so just getting started, get doing that first step of like getting involved just goes a long way. Um, and there's obviously a ton of like roadblocks you could hit right along your journey, but there's a way past any challenge. So um, don't ever let that discourage you. Yeah, I think that's great. I think being able to leverage mentors or people who are older than you is great. I know that I got interested in math because I always paid attention like new to newsletters in my community or little posters at clubs um, and just really just tried things even if I wasn't sure I was going to like it because you never know you, you like something unless you try it. Um, so yeah. Uh, my last question for you, Sharania, is how are you going to change the world now or even in the near future? Um, well, <laughs> I want to make a positive impact on people's lives. And so I think 
by focusing on my education and then pursuing research in the future. Um, I don't know, who knows? I could make like a revolutionary discovery or like invent a really cool gadget or do something, <laughs> you know, that furthers the field of STEM. And um, throughout their journey, I do hope to like keep mentoring students and encouraging them to like pursue their interests in STEM so that hopefully we can build a bigger, stronger community of people who love math and science and love what they do. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sharonia, for taking the time to be on the podcast. I learned so much about you, even though I've known you for so long. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired, and change the world. Bye, everyone.